Episode 31, Building a New Model with Permaculture. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherburn. Good morning, Thrivers. Welcome to this week's episode. It's been a while since I've done a Thought Download episode. I've had so many amazing interviews recently. And so today I wanted to share with you a little bit of what's going on in my mind. Uh, You know, it's not hard. I generally try and avoid looking through Facebook and I use it for some of my social media for Thriving with Nature. So unfortunately, I do go down that tunnel sometimes and I have of recent. It's not hard. It doesn't take long for you to see the diversity that's going on at the moment or like the separation, segregation of quite big what people think about what's going on, you know, and it's it's it just illustrates. It's just showing there's a lot of fear in the world at the moment. There's a lot of anger being locked in. There's there's so much. You you all know. You're you're living in this planet. <laughs> so I wanted to share I've mentioned this quote, and it's a big quote that I live my life by, by Buckminster Fuller, and it talks about, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a model that makes the existing model obsolete. And so it's something that I've always believed in. I don't agree with, you know, fighting and anger. And I know there's bad things in the world, and yes, I'm a bit of an optimist, and I do like to focus more on the positive than the negative. I don't like to put my head in the sand. I acknowledge when, you know, things aren't right. That's not what it's about. I just don't think blaming the way we are or blaming others for the situations we're in, whether you want to call them organizations and all that kind of stuff, is helpful. I don't think it moves us forward as a human society. So I was contemplating what what is it how do we move forward and what is this new system that makes the old system obsolete well interestingly I was revisiting some of my permaculture studies I did a permaculture design course with the amazing Nick Rattar here in Bali a couple of years ago uh, where I learned about the three ethics and the 12 principles of permaculture and what I found interesting is that permaculture can be quite it's almost a way of life not just necessarily how you grow a gut you know how you grow your garden in your in your home area and I want to show you why because when I read through the three ethics and the 12 principles we can actually if we switch to this way of living how would our world be and I coming off the back of the interview I did last week with Norm up at the Bali Eco Lodge Sarambwana Bali Eco Lodge who has designed this mini universe in this eco-lodge resort that's connected with the community that just integrates the peacefulness and the serenity and alignment with nature is palpable. It's just absolutely divine. And he's based this model on permaculture, and I think that's sort of sparked my revisiting of the principles and everything. And so let me read to you. For those of you who haven't heard of permaculture, it was first... uh, come together by Bill Mollison and David Holgrom in Australia, in in Tasmania, actually, where some of my family live. And yeah, it it came about, I believe David Holgrom was a student. He was living in Bill Holgrom's house at the time. And together, their their passionate interests, they sort of developed this, this, these concepts of permaculture, and it ended up spreading around the world. So let me, let me read the first three ethics of permaculture is to care for the planet, 
care for people and fair share. So those three ethics, if we, we, um, if, if you took those ethics as the sort of way we looked at COVID, the way we looked at all sorts of, you know, different matters of the world, do we look at are we caring for the planet by locking everyone in? In some, some ways, yes. I mean, we talk about the dolphins in Venice and, and things like that. Um, but are we caring for the people and is it fair share? Is it really helping people over? I don't know the answer to this and, I, I you know, I'm, I more want to ponder and, and provoke some thoughts are out there. But is it overall, is it fair share? by locking everyone down, is that a way that we can live? So it's, it's those, those are the three ethics. But let's think about the 12 principles. Let's think about as a global, well, maybe not even a global, just even, I mean, community, I think it starts small and it grows big. So you can go and create your own property that's based on the principles of permaculture. That's a great way to start. And then invite the community to also in uh, create, you know, align a with these principles and if they feel. So the first principle, which is one of my favourite ones, is observe and interact. You know, on a small scale, you come in if you're if you're about to, you know, you're putting a veggie garden somewhere. You observe and interact as to where it's. Where do you think it's going to be? Where's the sun lying? All those kind of things. I've gone through observation in a, a previous episode. You interact a bit and sort of then step back and observe. Did that, did that make things worse? Did that make things better if I put that there? For example, I'm observing my mango tree outside my window right now and I interacted with the mango tree. I really wanted, I knew I needed more sun on my living supplement garden. But I also knew the mango was about to fruit soon. And it was such a toss and up and turn of whether or not to cut a hole. So I got more sun and I opted. I ended up cutting a big chunk of this mango tree. And now I'm observing that this time last year, there were so many mangoes already growing on this tree. And I only found a couple of bunches of these tiny little green mangoes starting to grow. And it really makes me realize that it wasn't the greatest of decisions but of the of the two things I wouldn't have had sun in my garden so it's it's really quite interesting so yeah so observe and interact and right now you know observe and interact the community that is being locked down is this is it a mistake like is it the is it the best of two worst things that you have to decide between the fact that I had to sacrifice some mangoes for some sun or do I leave it so that I the mango tree still grows the mangoes and I sacrifice the the living supplement garden so it's like is locking people away is it just the the best of it of the the options potentially it could be but we don't know. But that's it's just observing and interacting. Is this the best for our society right now? Two is catch and store energy. So 
this is about you know harnessing renew renewables the um catching and store energy that's just growing your own fruit and veggies that's a type of energy that we eat and it gives us energy catching and storing the sun's energy maybe you catch and store a water type of energy but the life needs energy we need energy to move a lot of our things need energy to move that is a big principle and we kind of you know we we know how to do that but are we doing it in the best possible ways right now number three is obtain a yield so obtaining a yield it can also it can be things like growing your garden and bringing the food in so that's an obvious yield it's the first thing you probably think of but it's also are we obtaining non-tangible yields like are we obtaining good health right now from the way our society is I don't know I wouldn't agree with that the fact that processed food like is the system set up for us to obtain a positive yield for our human society maybe not so that's principle three principle four is apply self-regulation and feedback so I think I feel like most communities do this potentially it depends if what kind of who's running the show but it's it's about self-regulation it's like am am I the best person for this role am I am I doing the best job for this is the way the system working oh I'm getting a lot of feedback in this area there's a lot of people screaming to get out and not be so locked away is this for the better or not so applying self-regulation feedback is a great way to live even in my life you know having conversations and interactions through work am I performing the best way am I getting feedback in certain areas how can I improve in a family environment listen to you know it's such a great principle to live by apply self-regulation feedback am I is the way I'm living working right now I had to do self-regulation here for those of you who watch my insta stories you already know that I I will be moving from this beautiful home that I have at the moment just due to wanting to simplify but also you know is this the best place so I had to apply self-regulation financially and feedback like is this the best way is this the best decision and so forth so it's a great principle to always be sort of regulating yourself and listening for feedback and getting feedback from people that you look up to and places you want to be and how they live principle number five is use and value renewables using the power of the sun wind or water rather than like using the oil and the things that are finite, the things using savings from our bank. I think it's great to have it as a backup. That's fine. But using something that doesn't, like that has an ending is just setting itself up for failure and it's not thinking about it. I think there's a great, there's a great quote by a chief, an Indian chief saying that we haven't inherited the earth. We're borrowing it from our children. And so that's a great way to look at, especially when you look at use value renewables. Let's make this a long-term success. Number six is produce no waste. I think everyone in this planet, especially here in Indonesia, you can see what waste is doing. It's suffocating the animals in the ocean. It's poisoning people from burning plastic. We need to alight. Nature doesn't, nature's waste is actually food for other organisms. Like the trees, leaves and branches feed the microorganisms that ultimately feed the roots of the tree it's a beautiful cycle beautiful food web we need to align with that number seven is design from patterns to details so 
Another way of looking at is look at this holistically on a grander scale. Don't just design the waste system by thinking about the waste system. Design the waste system thinking about how products and food are made and look at it holistically. Look at the products. When products are built, think of the waste. So no longer should any company that invents anything ever invent it without knowing how it can be reused again and nothing is and without no waste. So those can integrate together, number six and seven. Design from, design from patterns to details holistically. Number eight is integrate, don't segregate. This is absolutely beautiful. You know, plants, they are diverse. You know, you, know, you can look at a 10-centimetre square or one-foot square block, bit of nature and there is so much of it all working together. Little ants are doing this, little bugs doing this, the trees helping that cover that tree, the saplings covering the seedling. You know, yeah, it's all integrated together and so integrate our communities together co-create collaborate cooperation something that we can all do together yeah it's it's something that we're all learning to do we're in a society where it's like get your you know work hard win the win life you know you're out there on your own it's just like actually how do we all help one another Number nine is use small and slow solutions. We're in a world that loves instant gratification, primal brain, and we can't blame ourselves, but it's if we want the world to succeed, we need to use our prefrontal cortex and use slow and small use small and slow solutions rather than grand and fast solutions, potentially like locking down a whole city. Is that I mean it might have been needed. I, I'm not saying that it's not. I don't know the answers to this. But it, I just, it's just a great thing to question when you look at it aligned with the principles of permaculture. Number 10 is use and value diversity. I mean, this, I've talked about diversity in the garden. No, you don't see in nature anywhere where one thing is growing. We don't do, mon nature doesn't monocrop. It's completely variety and there's strength in diversity. There's strength in having a community that has someone from every different angle of life, whether it's different races, different experiences, different economies, different all sorts of things coming together and communicating with one another from these different ways, you're going to find a stronger way of moving forward. When we take into that idea of diversity, how do we make the majority and help happy and, and move forward and then a, a go back to follow and self-regulate and feedback and come back and there's strength in diversity. Number 11 is use edges and value the marginals. This is another way of saying think outside the box. In permaculture, you look at that little corner of space that's just space and can that be used in a really beneficial way to, for the whole garden? Is there something you can plant there that actually will start to produce a yield, which is number three? And thinking outside the box in life and in, in how we're doing things. You know, the, the one answer is fear is to shut down and hide. But what happens if we think outside the box and go, you know what? Okay, people aged like, all right, all stores. I mean, some countries have done it. All stores must have a temperature reading. You know, you create a system where life can go on, but there's just a few adjustments. Like you have to wear a mask, but then you, can, you can't go into a certain store if you've got a fever. That's all right. Keep the people that are sick away. And let other people still continue to live life so that their mental health is fine and they can get themselves fit and stuff. So it's it's rather than 
quick, let's just hide. Let's look outside the box. Okay, we know that nursing homes are the ones hardest hit. What happens if we segregate nursing home and help everyone adopts a, an old person and, you know, obviously a family that has no COVID and has, has been proven, brings an old person into their home, they look after them, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the cuff. But it's it's that's the whole idea of principle number 11 is use edges and value the marginals. Think outside the box with these solutions. And number 12, creatively use and respond to change. <laughs> you know, change is happening a lot at the moment. You know, the world was going around, you know, there's, there hasn't been a disruption like this since one of the wars, I would imagine, since I've been alive. This is the first major global change that's happened. There's, there's not one person that can escape the concept of oh, my life changed a bit because of COVID. Like everyone on this planet is experiencing that at the moment. Unless you're hidden in a jungle somewhere and just enjoying life and have completely missed all of this, then <laughs> awesome. But yeah, creatively use and respond to change, which again, I think is thinking outside the box and it's thinking about the future. It's thinking about designing for the change, the changing seasons, thinking about now that we know that this kind of thing can happen, how do we prevent it? What can we do? You know, again, that's applying self-regulation and feedback. So there's something really gentle about these principles. If we, you know, and I've seen the success of a few permaculture gardens and there's this very peaceful energy. It's this real alignment with nature that creates the kind of world I would like to live in. I think that's that's it. And, and coming back to that Buckminster Fuller quote is like, you know, create a model that you want to live in. Rather than fighting and, and tensing, tensing up and anger and fear and, and frustration, and I mean, those emotions are all very important and life is 50-50, no doubt. What you can do, though, is choose a life that you want to live. And it, that's what's got me thinking is that these 12 principles are definitely, they align with me. And as I look at moving to another area, I want to start really thinking about this holistically, design from patterns to details. I want to see that wherever I move, I can start to bring in these, these principles and even just the way I live my life right now. I feel, I feel like this is a, you know, some people say permaculture can be used like a religion in some sense. Some people can get quite dogmatic about it. And I think there's, it's, yeah, it does, there's extremes in absolutely everything. But yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly got me thinking and what kind of world do I want to live in moving forward? And if I, from what I've witnessed and experienced, those little micro worlds that I visited that, that use these principles and these ethics feel really peaceful feel really aligned with nature and feel like a world that I would like to live in. So those are my contemplations for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out on in Instagram or Facebook or on the website, write some comments underneath the transcript. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you a beautiful day. Bye for now. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Living Supplement Garden, a garden that reads your individual's body's condition and grows the substances it requires to move towards optimal health and potentially healing your ailments. When we align with nature, we thrive with nature. 
I'd love to have you join myself and others as we discover the magic of nature together and strive to heal both ourselves and our planet. Go to thrivingwithnature.com.